Welcome to another episode of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson. The story you're about to hear was told by Sean Collins in November, when the theme was Strangers. Sean is a mountain mama whose soul is inextricably intertwined with the mountains, mesas, and desert of the American Southwest. A mild-mannered nonprofit fundraiser by day, she loves spending time with her husband and daughter, but she's also developed some unexpected pastimes over the past few years, which you are about to hear about in her story. Here is Sean's story. I'm 43 years old. I'm an introvert with huge, huge personal space. I've never been particularly athletic, um, certainly not involved in team sports, and for heaven's sakes, not in contact sports. (laughs) I'm even bad at giving high fives. (laughs) So it makes very little sense that two years ago I would quit my Thursday night book club and join a roller derby team. Now, in the last two years, I've learned quite a bit about roller derby, uh, besides what I had learned from Raquel Welch and the Charlie's Angels. (laughs) It turns out that women's flat track roller derby is quite different than the old days. But I'll give you a little derby 101 so you know where I'm going with this. Uh, Women's flat track roller derby is played on on a flat track uh, about 10 feet wide uh, in a room that's, or on a a track that's about the size of a basketball court. All of the players move in the same direction at the same time, and I've had people ask me, so is there a ball? How does this work? How do you make points? So there are two teams on the track at a time, two teams bouting against each other. Um, the, the, The game of roller derby, a game, is called a bout, and a period of play is a jam. A period of play is up to two minutes unless the lead jammer calls it off by tapping her hip four times so she can call off the jam and end that particular period of play. Both teams field up to five players on the track at a time. One is the jammer, so she's the one on each team who has an opportunity to score, and she scores a point for every time she passes an opposing player. The other four players on each team are called blockers. Roller derby is one of the few sports in which players are simultaneously playing offense and defense. So these four blockers are trying to make sure that their jammer can get through and that the opposing jammer cannot get through. So the jammer is the the one with the uh, star on her helmet, and that indicates that she's the one who scores points, but it also indicates she's the target. So a year ago, I was offered the chance of a lifetime. The Moab uh, roller derby team was invited to uh, go up to Portland, Oregon and play the Rose City Rollers, or the the fresh meat squad of the uh, Rose City Rollers. Fresh meat is the novice squad. The Moab roller team, like my team, the Four Corners roller, uh, roller Girls, is too small to field a full bench of 14 players for a traveling squad. So Moab joined Four Corners and a couple of other teams from Utah and Colorado. And we all traveled as a team of perfect strangers 
to Portland, Oregon to play roller derby. In March of 2017, this is what we did. And I literally did not meet some of my teammates until we were there at that bout. So to say that we were strangers is very true because we didn't know each other's strengths. We didn't know each other's weaknesses. We had no strategy except, hey, we're here. We might as well have some fun, right? <laughs> and so it was, very, uh, it was very challenging. When we walked into the hangar, and it was a boat hangar off of the Columbia River. Um, I'm from Colorado, so I didn't know boats had hangars. <laughs> <laughs> you learn things. But it's this huge building with a concrete floor that's been covered with a, a gray-blue sport floor. Uh, there are risers coming up from either side of the track and uh, some funky couches that had been strategically placed for optimal trackside action. I looked around and my mouth went dry. At the same time, my armpits went wet. <laughs> I had, I had on uh, my team uh, jersey, the Desert Rat Roller Dolls was our combined team. And I, that's right, Desert Rat. Uh, so I had a pink, uh, dark pink jersey. And I was so nervous. I had sweat stains going clear down both sides to my waist. They were so epic that I told my teammates I was gonna change my derby name from Dr. Grimm to Professor Pitstains. <laughs> And this was before the game started. <laughs> so once the game did start, it was brutal. It was tough. They had played together. They were not strangers. They knew each other. They knew strategy. And they were really good. Their walls were impenetrable and unmovable. Their jammers were quick and agile. It was a tough game. But they were also a really classy team. And I really appreciate the good sportsmanship that they showed because even though they were way better than we were, to, to the point that it was like an eight-man football squad playing a second-string college team, uh, they were so classy that, yeah, they were out there to compete, but they didn't need to be nasty about it. And their fans were fantastic. So it was, it was really a lot of fun. But it, yeah, it was tough. At halftime, they sent a bench coach over. We didn't even have a bench coach. And so they, uh, they let us borrow one. And <laughs> we watched the game clock count down from 30 minutes, 22 minutes, 17, 9, five minutes left in the game. With five minutes left in the game, I knew that there would be about four jams left. And the bench coach was holding out the helmet cover that is the jammer panty. It's a red helmet cover with a turquoise star on it. And so the bench coach was holding that out. And I looked around and I thought, I could be home knitting right now. <laughs> All night, my heart had been pounding. What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm 43 years old for Pete's sake. But I took the jammer panty. I had been playing blocker, and I took it. I put it on my head, and I told my blockers, I said, if you can, try to make some space for me. I'm not going to get through. So I, I want to do just a brief aside, because I was the worst skater out there. 
and I'm not saying that in order to diminish myself in any way. It's just that out of 28 players, somebody's really, really good and somebody's not. And this was my second bout ever. So I, so I, was, I was owning it. This is, I'm not very good, and here we are. But so I asked my team, break a hole, a hole open for me if you can. So sure enough, the, the jam started. I was leaning up against their four diamond and not moving at all. So I'd, I'd shift around a little bit and continue to not move in the same way. To the point that one of their blockers said, I'm going to peel off and go play some O. And I said, that's a great idea. I really like that. And they all laughed because I don't have derby skill, but I have a sense of humor. <laughs> and then miraculously, one of my teammates managed to open it up and I got through the pack. It was astonishing. I felt like I had broken free of a hive of angry bees. <laughs> and so I was skating, and I was like, I have the whole track in front of me, because of course the other jammers, gone, long gone. So I, uh, so I, I thought, this is it. I, I can't believe I got through. And I saw a purple jersey come up to my left. And crap. She's going to get me. And I saw her kind of step over, and then, and then she dropped back. I think it was to avoid an out-of-penalty play. That's all I can explain, why she would have done that. But then I really was free of the hive of angry bees. So I got back around to the other end of the pack. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the other jammer tapped her hips four times, called off the jam. I hadn't made any points, but I had gotten through the pack. So this was pretty... I was feeling pretty good. A few more jams passed, and then the game was over. I had survived. I was, I was feeling really good about myself, because even though the final score was 502 to 62, <laughs> we really did win because we played. And I felt that I won because I had stretched my boundaries. I had, I had thought, I'm a 43-year-old introvert, and I've never played sports, blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. So I thought, oh, I went outside my boundaries. And I thought, no, my boundaries are mine. I'm the one who gets to determine where they are. So the best part of the night wasn't the fact that I survived. It wasn't the fact that I got through it with only a, a bruised hip and a sprained pinky that inhibited my ability to do high fives even further. <laughs> it was that after the game, all of the fans lined the outside of the track and the skaters get to skate around and give everybody high fives. In my case, it was the left, over, the left hand crossover high five because of the injury. But then young girls kept coming up to us. They came up to all of the skaters, and they asked us to sign our programs, or to sign their programs. They asked for our autographs, for Pete's sake. I, they didn't know that I was the worst player out there. They didn't know me as I know me. They don't know where my boundaries are. They had just watched this great game being played by women who were tough and got out there and were competitive and good sports. And I thought, what a great thing for these, these uh, girls to see. What should I write? 
what would you write if you had a chance to autograph somebody's program? So I wrote, you are strong and smart and beautiful. And I, I was like, and I signed it, Dr. Grimm. <laughs> and that was an amazing feeling to have had this chance of lifetime and to have gotten through it with this transformational experience. Then about a week later, the photographs from the bout were released. Uh, there had been a, a professional photographer there and uh, I got to see some amazing photos of my teammates. I called them my teammates because they were no longer uh, perfect strangers. We got, to, we got to play together and got to know a little bit about each other. And so I got to see them being strong and smart and beautiful. And then there was a picture of me. I don't ordinarily care for pictures of myself. It's just kind of, eh. it's a picture. But I love this picture of me. Because as I look at it, I see it, it was the moment that that last skater had come up to my left. I had broken through the jam. I was leaning forward. I had shoulder muscle definition. I didn't know I had shoulder muscles. <laughs> but you can actually see them in the picture. My, my gray streaked braids are flying. And I've got this look of grim determination on my face. I love this picture because I look at her, and I don't see a 43-year-old introvert who should have been knitting that night. <laughs> I see someone who's strong and smart and beautiful. I think, when I look at that picture, look at what she did. Thanks so much, Sean, for sharing that story with us. To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives event, fill out the contact form on our website at ravennarratives.org. And don't miss our Story Slam event coming up on January 13th in 2018 at the Durango Arts Center when the theme will be Cold Feet. You can also subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And of course, share these stories with your friends and comment on them. We love your comments. Special thanks to our photographer, McCarson Tafoya of Red Scarf Shots. Check out the portraits of our storytellers on the gallery page of the Raven Narratives website, and be sure to visit her website at redscarfshots.com. Our theme music was written, composed, and performed by Jazar, and you can find out more about his music on SoundCloud or at freemusicarchive.org. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. Now for an outtake. <laughs> to pitch your story. I just want to be like, hey, to pitch your story. I hate how I do that. Hey. <laughs> hey, <doing>? friend. <laughs> I feel like I'm selling a used car. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man. Oh, can we start again? Low, low, yeah. low prices on storytelling. <laughs> on storytelling. <laughs> <laughs>